It's another week. I'm sure uh, Samantha and Irby are dancing. A little rhythm of the night, kicking the show off. A little you know, upbeat, upbeat tonight. You know, we uh, we are into the baseball playoffs. We're going to chat a little college football here in a second, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, the uh, state of some of these NFL teams, whether they are contenders or pretenders. But uh, first things first, uh, Samantha. Um, as always, of course, I'm joined by Samantha Bunt and Matthew Irby. Um, let's, let's kick this off, Samantha, with college football, because we have had our, our first major shakeup, I think, uh, with the college football rankings. Uh, the, I'm talking, of course, about the playoff rankings, and, you know, who's going to be in that, that final four once we get to the end of the season. So uh, rankings just now out, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, that is your new Top four, any surprises there for you in the way this is shaking up? I don't know. I'm feeling generous now. Now that I just heard DeBarge, I'm in a much better mood than I was like three minutes ago. <laughs> so this is great. I feel like it doesn't that song make you feel like you're at one of those beach resorts, like where you're like, wow, this is like really cheesy, but also I love it here. But that song makes me think of. So, <laughs> oh, it does. Anyway. I actually can see the music video every time I hear it. I can actually yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like some, like, you know, some, like, like salsa club down in Miami. You know? No, no, way cheesier than that. Oh, the video. Yeah. The video, like, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm thinking like, the aesthetic <laughs> in my head when I hear that is like a really cheesy tiki bar, probably in like New Jersey, like where all of the <laughs> drinks are frozen and all of the drinks are bad, but like you're having a great time, like dancing with like, I don't know, old people or something who goes to those i don't know i, I love a cheesy beach bar um so <laughs> debar just made me happy so maybe i'll be nicer about the college football rankings now i don't know man it's it's weird it's weird man it's a weird year like okay georgia ohio state sure uh, you could flip them whatever <laughs> it's fine i'm having a hard time believing that michigan is going to be able to hold on to that number three spot but we'll see. And I'm going to defer to you guys on TCU because I actually have not seen TCU at all this year. So all I know is what I've read uh-huh. about them. I, I sort of felt okay about it because I looked at who was behind them. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. So by default, I guess. But I'm going to I'm gonna defer to, to the two of you on that. I, I'm good with one and two. I'm good with flipping one and two. I think it's fine that Michigan is there for now, but I don't think they'll stay. You know, I'm really glad that she uh, that she brought up TCU there, Irby, because I was pleasantly surprised that TCU was four, and I absolutely do think that they are worthy. Oh, okay, four. that's interesting. Right. Now. Okay. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting TCU to actually crack into the top four. 
Uh, obviously, if uh, a couple of those top four teams hadn't lost this weekend, that wouldn't have happened. However, I'm I'm buying TC Irby. I don't know about you. Yes, I absolutely am buying these guys. Um, <clears throat> I'm also actually in the same party here of uh, surprised that they are four and not five um, and not finding some excuse to keep Tennessee in there. Though I disagree, if, if you have me doing my top four, if I'm one of the voters, maybe I am, you don't know. Um, this is my top four. Uh, exactly like this. A TCU deserves to be there. You know, the, 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 the Big 12, for whatever you want to say, the future, blah, 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 that stuff, it is what it is, and and it is a solid conference with some good football, and TCU currently is undefeated in that. And that's not undefeated with having, yes, they've got their wins over West Virginia and Tech, stuff like that, but but you know, they've beaten Oklahoma State. They beat Kansas State, you know, and I, the, Oklahoma as well, but as we found out that Oklahoma <laughs> ended up being incredibly fraudulent. So the thing for TCU left is, is that you've got Rogue, the road, we will find out. Here's the thing about TCU. TCU deserves to be there, and even if they were the five, I wouldn't really be concerned about it because they would move themselves up. Their next two weeks, they are in Austin this week, and then they are in Waco the week after. The wins over Oklahoma State and K-State, they are Ws. Absolutely, they were home games. Not your fault. That's you play the schedule in front of you. They got the job done. Now you go to Austin and you go to Waco. You win those games. You absolutely deserve to be here. So I, I, they're eleven and zero. After that, it's Iowa State, which might actually be the toughest game because TCU kind of has a little bit of history there. Of hey, everything's going great. Trip over the cordless phone. Um, so we'll see. But uh, no, I, this is this is a legit TCU team. The offense uh, it, it can put some serious points up the board. I, I worry about the defense. Um, this sets up for, you know, college game day. It's going to be in Austin this week. It is a primetime game on ABC, and it has the potential, with both teams being completely healthy, to be one heck of a shootout this week in Texas and TCU. That could be a lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait for that game. I absolutely, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, do I expect the Longhorns to win that game? Of course not. I just said I think TCU should be fourth in the country. <laughs> so, no, I'm not expecting Texas to win that. But I do think... It's going to be a fun uh, matchup. Smith, anything else you want to add here to the college football rankings before we get into the NFL? Just a, I'm not officially acknowledging anything until we get our 18 playoff. You know, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there with you. Right there with you. What is it, like two years from now, <laughs> I think? Maybe. Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> Unclear. Like, that's I, actually... I, that's the best way of putting it. It's, it's unclear. <laughs> I feel like you should know. I feel like you should have a date. Like, when are we implementing this? Like, the the overhead cost in preparation for this is, like, zero, right? Like, you could just say, next year we're going to have an 18 playoff, and you could do it. Like, I, I know they have some things to sort out with the bowls and whatnot, but, like, you know, you could just pick a year and say this is the year and do it. You could do that. But, uh, the NCAA, of course. <laughs> Okay, let's let's get into this uh, this NFL uh, content for the week. Now, um, there really wasn't a lot on the schedule, <laughs> so how about we do this? We're going to go through, and we're going to identify the teams that we're going to call them the middle teams. Okay, like they are, there's they're they are the ones that still are up for debate in terms of 
contender or pretender. So in other words, we're not talking about the Bills, the Eagles, the Cowboys. You know, there's no debate there between contender and pretender with those teams. We're also not going to be talking about those other teams, like, like the Panthers, for example, um, that are there. There's no argument to be made for contender or pretender. They're just straight up not contenders. So uh, with that being said, we've got 11 teams we're going to look at where there is possibly some debate. So we're going to go through this. It's going to go by division from the AFC East to the NFC West. Uh, so let's start here, uh, Samantha, the first team on the list. There, that is up for debate. The New York Jets. Where are you at with the Jets? Contender or pretender? Uh, I know where I want to be with the Jets and where I probably really am. Um, I, I love this. I think it's great. Um, I think the Jets have a lot to offer. I think they're way ahead of schedule. Um, I think there's a chance they make the playoffs. If you look at their record right now versus what they would have to do the rest of the season this weekend, um, depending on what you think the you know, minimum number of wins it's going to take to get into the playoffs. And I think they have a shot. I mean, do I think they're going to get destroyed as soon as they get there? Of course. And also, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, because like, look, we all love Zach Wilson, right? We all want him to be good. He is a folk hero. He's tremendous. We love him. But like, you know, you can't like win playoff games if all you do is throw like five yard screens, which is what they have to do because it's the only way they can keep him from causing them to lose. So as sad as that is to say, um, I think, I mean, I guess it depends how you define it. I mean, I think you can call them a contender if the question is, yes, technically they could make the playoffs. But I, I also think they're like a pretender that is still in the process of morphing into a contender. And I think the Zach Wilson thing is going to be a problem because he's probably going to play just well enough Right. to potentially hang on to the job and create problems going forward is Jared Goff syndrome. Jared Goff syndrome. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I have to go pretender even though I don't want to. Have you uh, – I, I don't know if you've seen this. It was floating around social media earlier uh, over, the, over the weekend. Um, and th- I think it's actually – I take that back. I think it was yesterday that I saw this. Um, there, there was a fan out there, a Jets fan, that, that, that put this out on Twitter. He's flipped a coin. He flipped a coin for each week of the NFL season and potential playoffs for the New York Jets. And so far, his coin flip has been spot on. He, he has project, he's predicted the wins and losses to a T. And he actually, his coin, now I don't know how far down the, the rabbit hole you want to go with this, Samantha, but his coin has predicted that the Jets lose in the AFC Championship game. Uh-huh. Not I mean, by, not you have, that. <laughs> well, you have a 50-50 chance as a coin. There are only two choices. So you have the 50-50 chance of getting it right. So, sure, okay. I mean, I will tell you that, like, in terms of, like, randomness, like, we did use a coin one year and allow the coin to pick every game in our football pool for one season, basically because we wanted to know if we were better than random chance. And the coin did about as well as we did. Um, so I don't know what that says about us, but, um, that probably that we are just as bad at, at picking games straight up as everybody else is, you know, obviously notoriously volatile thing to bet on if you're doing it all season long, but uh, yeah, I, it's a coin. Come on. <laughs> One other way, whether well, I guess to look at this, so the jets are floating around 500. So uh, 50, 50, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's many different ways to look at that. 
guys are talking about the coin at this point, the the uh, Las Vegas Raiders would probably take that coin to do their play calling. It's not a bad idea. Okay, Irby, how about you? Jets, contenders or pretenders? Um, you know, it's a little bit of drinking the Kool-Aid, but I'm, I'm going to go with the contenders. I, I want, and, and it's a drinking the Kool-Aid, it's a want. It's a, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely some holes, and there's some concerns with this Jets team, but I, I would be almost hypocritical of myself because of what we talked about last week, where I said, yeah, the Bills will take care of business here. Talk to me in a couple weeks when they play again. Jets won. You know, it, 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 on the field, the Jets got the W, so I, I, I have to kind of lean towards, yes, I, I think this is a legit Jets team that can make some noise, and if they can keep the momentum going, awesome. Can they trip over their own feet? Sure, but I'm going to... I'm 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 gonna drink the Kool Aid and say contender. You know, I can't I can't quite get my finger on the Jets. Like like I want to say they're a contender, I really do. And certainly, coming off of last week, yeah. I mean, they they, they kind of look it, but I'm still not buying it. I'm still I'm just I'm just not buying them. Obviously, they're better than expected, but I don't think they're quite there yet. I think next year. Maybe, maybe, maybe they could be a contender. All right, Samantha, next on the list, the Miami Dolphins. Contender or pretender? I think they're a contender. Um, You know, we we had a a hiccup uh, (laughs) earlier this season, but that was really more about extremely responsible decision-making, not talent or (laughs) – because Tua is – looking like he's going to be okay, um, at least for now. I, I think they're pretty legitimate. Um, you know, there's, there are some holes, definitely. Um, but I think they're a pretty well-coached team. I think the talent is there. Um, I'm not sure how far they can really get. And they are, you know, part of the thing with these East teams is, like, what are the chances you're really getting three playoff teams out of the East or four playoff teams? Like, it, it's not necessarily that we can't, you know, we could say, okay, the Jets are a contender, they're not a contender, and then they do or don't make the playoffs. But, like, they all have to play each other, like, a lot. And this division is essentially the division that we thought the AFC West was going to be. Um, so I, that hurts these guys record-wise. But in terms of talent, yeah, I think they're a contender. Irby, how about you? Dolphins, contender or pretender? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take contender as well, um, especially, you know, like, like Samantha mentioned there, you know, you, you look at the, when this team was essentially in concussion protocol for three weeks, um, it's the reason for the negative in uh, point differentials. And, you know, there are holes. There are concerns with this team. But, you know, it's a, uh, they, they go in threes, three wins, three losses, three wins. So now they got a new set here. Um, but it's a, uh, yeah, I two and one in the division. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking contenders. This is a this is a legit Miami team that can make some noise. And, and to double up on Samantha, what you're saying, it, it's crazy to talk about. I do think three teams come out of this division in the postseason. The four, yeah, it's it's utterly crazy for us to sit here and do it. But the Patriots are only a half game out of making all four teams in the playoffs, and the team in front of them is the Chargers. So <laughs> anybody trusting the Chargers to hold that spot? Uh, I'm going to agree with both of you uh, on this one. I think the Dolphins are contenders. I, I think what separates them 
from the Jets is that talent, Samantha, that you're talking about. I think they're a more talented football team. I think they're going to be capable of, of reeling off a nice two, three, maybe even a four-week stretch where they're able to pull away uh, from the Jets, where the Jets are still going to be kind of you know half on, half off. Um, but no, I agree. Contenders. All right. Speaking of those Patriots that Irby just brought up, Samantha, they are up next. The New England Patriots, contender or pretender? Uh, I think this one's easy. I always consider them a contender. As long as Bill Belichick is coaching this team and it has not been decimated by injuries, I will consider them a contender. So I don't, there's not much debate there. Like, you know, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to finish? They can finish last in this division and still be a contender. Like the way that this is shaking out. But for the time being, short of just really, really catastrophic, Injury news, I can't look at them as anything other than a contender. Irby, Patriots, contender or uh, cont- Contender as well. Won four of your last five and, and doing it with the defense. They, 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 are, they, are, they are restricting the points of their opponents, and it really doesn't matter how good or as inept your offense is. If your defense is holding them down, you're going to find out ways to get points, especially a Bill Belichick team that in that five-game stretch, you know, aside from the one weird game getting blown out by the Bears, they're holding teams under 20. So they keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. This is contenders. I'm, I'm not betting against the Patriots. We'll, we'll take that bet. It's almost like their head coach is a, is a defensive guy. Who knew? Uh, I'm also taking uh, the Patriots as a contender for basically the same reason as, as Samantha said. Bill Belichick's there. They haven't been destroyed by injuries. They're a contender uh, for me. All right. Let's move over to the... AFC North, there's only really one up for debate in the AFC North, Samantha. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. Where are you at with the Bengals? Pretender. Um, Look, I love Joe Burrow. I don't want to say this. But without Jamar Chase on a team that was already shaky on the offensive line and very shaky defensively that has regressed a lot from the season they had a year ago, I, I can't see them as a contender. I just don't think they're going to be able to get there. Now, the one caveat that I will place on this is that they didn't look a whole lot better last year at this time than they do now, and then they got hot at the right time. So we always have to consider that a possibility. And then Joe Burrow is a a phenomenal player, and while they – I mean, I thought they would do something prior to the deadline um, to help out in terms of trying to sort of – spell the situation with Jamar Chase because they don't have another receiver um, who is similar sort of in profile in what he can do. And that's obviously been sort of the thing that has fueled this team, of course, is the connection between Burrow and Chase, which is somewhat about chemistry, but it's also about being the right kind of receiver. And Boyd and the rest of those guys on the offense just don't have the same skill set to do what he does. So I, I hate it. I'm sorry, Joe Burrow. I love you, but um, pretender. How about you, Herbs? Where do you have the Bengals? Uh, whew, this is a tough one. Um, I don't... Ah, Lee, I really don't know, so I'm going to talk about them for a second just kind of see where I convince myself. Um, that's about how much on the fence I am with these guys. You know, when you it's, it's election day, you kind of making this last-second decision because this is a team that, yeah, when all the weapons are healthy and, and, and they're firing at all pistons, this is, this is a team that can score a lot of points and and we've seen that at times, and we've seen the defense take care of business. And 
I, you know, Joe Mixon, what he just did. I mean, yeah, that's great. And it's Carolina, but whatever, it's still good in the NFL to get five touchdowns like that. So I, I, there's holes, there's concerns. I know the injuries, you know, the, the hangover from the Super Bowl, all that. So I don't know. I, 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 the more I talk, I think I just talked myself into calling them contenders. Um, that's contenders probably that looks like maybe with like the shadow of the word pretender. I'll do that. I'm going to say contender, but if you look at the shadows, it says pretender. <laughs> I'm saying pretender. Uh, I don't think it's a Super Bowl hangover. I think last year was fraudulent. I don't think the Bengals were as good as as they played. I think they were like Samantha said. You they were hot. They got hot at the right time, and they and they made a run. Um, I th- I think that was their shot because th- that team just for me is still not uh, as as well as they played last year. So pretender. Moving on to the AFC West. One team here as well, Smith, and that is, of course, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm fairly certain I know how you feel on this one, but let's go ahead. Contender, pretender. I, nothing enrages me more than the Chargers. <laughs> Which, yeah. Sorry, Chargers fans. I, I don't actually dislike your team. I just They make me insane. Like Justin Herbert is, is wonderful. Um, this is one of the most poorly coached teams out there right now. And I say this as somebody who really likes Brandon Staley and wants him to do well. He seems like a really smart, thoughtful guy. He's very likable. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, there have been a lot of bad in-game decisions made by this coaching staff. Really disappointing um, because this is a guy who I really have liked to see do well, but I don't think he has it. Um, they have, I mean, they have a contender roster, and they play like a pretender. And nine times out of ten, when that's happening, it, it, you almost end up always, almost always, the team underachieves, and they end up in the pretender category. So, yeah, it's a contender roster, but they're not playing like it. So, yeah, total frauds as far as I'm concerned. Irby, how about you? Where you got the Chargers? And just on cue with that, you got the Chargers the next two Sunday nights. Because <laughs> this is a weird, weird team. This is a, the Chargers, honestly, the best game they've played, the most complete game they've played is when week two when they lost at Kansas City. Outside of that, their wins, I know everyone, well, they got five wins. Yeah, well, go back and look at those games and tell me what was impressive about it because nothing's been impressive. It's just they find a way in the end to get the W, and that works well, but these guys got shellacked by Jacksonville and Seattle, and I know that we're seeing that Seattle is legit, it seems, um, but I, it, it, I, I just, yeah, this is a this is a Chargers team that, on paper, and when you look at many of their matchups, it's like, yeah, yeah, they should get the W. Where's your confidence in saying that? Like, yeah, yeah, these guys can absolutely win these games, but but what's the confident level? I I, I don't have it. Uh, I I am also going to say uh, pretender uh, for the Chargers. Maybe that's how we get all four AFC East teams, and uh, if the Chargers are in fact the top competition. Uh, for the Patriots for that spot. Okay, let's switch over to the NFC. Uh, Samantha, we have a couple of East teams. Uh, I think you can figure out at home who we're going to talk about based off of the parameters of this discussion. So let's start with those Giants. Uh, what are you thinking here, Samantha? Contender or pretender with, with the New York Giants? Contender, absolutely. This is one of the ones I feel the most strongly about. Um, I think Brian Dable has shown himself to be the anti-Brandon Staley, if you will. Um, 
No, but he's been an outstanding coach. I mean, he has taken a team that actually, like, imagine switching the coaches and the rosters between the Chargers and the Giants. And the Giants would probably win the Super Bowl if they had the Chargers roster, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking about polar opposites in both of these. Giants, not a great roster. So I, I suppose you can call them a content or a pretender in that sense. But they're winning football games. And the way that they're playing and the way that the coaching staff has figured out to cover up the flaws on that team and figure out how to use the things they do have going for them suggests that they will be able to continue doing so. Now, it's in a different season, I would say it would be tough to get three playoff teams out of the NFC East. But the NFC is a garbage fire this year. So we could easily get to play off the playoff out of the NFC East. So even if we are all acknowledging that Philly and Dallas are absolutely taking two of those spots, we're not going to talk about them today, as Bo mentioned, because we know they're contenders. But I want to put the Giants in that category, too. Um, they have problems. They have a lot of problems. But they're not letting it bother them. I, I'm pretty convinced at this point. Irby, how about you? Giants. Contenders or pretenders? Hi, uh, Contenders. This is a I, I, you know what? S- screw it. I'm gonna do it. This is an 11 win team. Yeah. And this is all said and done. Yeah. The guys will have won 11. I, w- I want. I want. I was gonna say 10, but no. This is an 11 win team. And think a few months ago, if I'd have sat here on this show and told you guys this is an 11 win team, y'all are probably kicking me off and finding somebody else because it's. <laughs> but, but this is great coaching. I. Giants win 11. Wow, that's Giants win 11. Uh, I'm also going to say a contender. I'm not willing to go to 11 wins for for the Giants in this one, but I do think they are uh, a contender as well. Uh, let's, let's go out to Washington, uh, Samantha. Now, we're gonna, because they've decided to go back to Taylor Heineke, we're going to actually call this football team instead of commanders. So football team, the Washington football team, contender or pretender? Yes, good job. You guys have earned back football team. Um, and, and really, I want that for Washington fans because you guys have suffered tremendously um, in the recent past between Dan Snyder and Carson Wentz and just all the horrendous things that have gone on there. Um, great fan base. You deserve better. I'm so happy that you have Taylor Heineke back again. Um, I so badly want to put them in the contender category because now that we're back to football team and now that we've gotten rid of Carson Wentz and, you know, as you know, this podcast loves Taylor Heineke. We are very pro Taylor Heineke around these parts and, and we are pro Washington football team. However, I, <laughs> I mean, if you were, if you were asking, are they going to the playoffs? Well, no, like they're not going to be four NFC teams in the playoffs, no matter how bad the NFC is. I just don't see it happening. But I don't think they're quite there. Um, also, there are so many problems with this team, like things going on that aren't necessarily about football that affect the things that happen on the field. Like Taylor Heineke is fantastic, but like he can't overcome like everything that Dan Snyder like throws in the way in an attempt to, you know, essentially burn down his own house. So yeah, I'm gonna go pretender here. Irby, how about you? Where you have a football team? Uh, Taylor Heineke contender, the name, the nickname football team contender. The football team that plays in Washington, D.C. this year, however, is a pretender. Sorry, can't. No, too much ahead of you, too much in that division. Nope, nope. Have you ever thought about going into politics? That was a master class of dodging the question. Well done. He answered it. (laughs) Did he, though? (laughs) 
like a politician, yeah. I answered it and then I threw other stuff in there. It was a very conditional answer. <laughs> if you could see right now, Bo, I've got a half thumb up right now looking at you. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> All right. I am also going to call the pretenders. I do think Tyler, uh, t- Tyler, wow, a whole new quarterback, Taylor Hockey, I think he does give them uh, a couple more wins. I think he may, he may even peel off a division win or two with him at the helm, but they are, in fact, pretenders. All right. NFC South, Samantha, let's start with the Falcons of Atlanta. Contender or pretender? The pretender. I I just, I can't with these NFC South teams. It's just, I, we have watched the Falcons. Like, first of all, they're largely devoid of talent on defense. And we have watched this team go, like, way up on somebody and then blow a giant lead like as though they are still in the Super Bowl playing against the Patriots over and over and over again this season and sometimes they manage to hang on and sometimes they don't but either way I just I'm not buying this like I I like Arthur Smith I like what they're doing there but I come on guys Marcus Mariota really you're not going to sell me Marcus Mariota I'm not buying Irby what do you think about the Falcons? Oh yeah, this is this is pretender for me as well. Um, pretender for this year and pretender for the the future for the exact same reasons that you're you're saying it. This is a team that's going to finish close to the 500 mark, and fortunately, that might actually make you a playoff team <laughs> in the NFC South, finishing just below 500. You may actually get into the playoffs, but this is not going to help you in long term. This is not going to help you in what building something that can be sustainable. And so, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're fortunate enough that you found way, you found out, found a way to get wins against San Francisco and Seattle. In the long run of things, it might have been better to have lost those games and be two and seven right now, and looking at draft picks to help continue building. So, yeah, pretender this year, pretender in the future right now. I agree with both of you. Um, I also, I have a hard time uh, really thinking of of a team that's going to come out of this division with a plus 500 record. 500, maybe, but not plus. Um, so uh, Falcons, for me, are also pretenders. Let's talk about those Buccaneers. You can't, you can't have 500 anymore, Bo. It's got to be so. Oh, God. 17 right. games. 17 yeah, games it's got to be. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, you're right. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be so. Eight and nine. Eight and Eight nine division winner. <laughs> God, you're right. <laughs> and that means... For a team to win this division, one game under 500 at eight nine would mean somebody here has to win and go 500 the rest of the way. Tampa, Atlanta would go have to go four and four the rest of the way. That's what's even crazier. Is I can even see that happen. Oh man. <sighs> okay. Well, Samantha, let's talk about the Bucks then. Uh, they of course tie with those Falcons at four and five. Contender or pretender? Contender. They're going to finish the season nine and eight, squeak into the playoffs, and then. Have a quick, quiet death um, early in the postseason. Now, there's just, I, I can't see a scenario where they don't win this division. They are far and away the most talented team in it. And they've had a rough patch lately, but I think they're going to settle down. I think they're going to get it done. Um, I, they are not anywhere near the team that we thought that they would be. But I still think they're a contender. Um, a contender with a very low ceiling, but a contender nonetheless. And I fully expect them to win this division. Irby, how are you with the Bucks? Where you at? 
Uh, I'm I'm a pr- pretender for long term here. I just don't see enough from this offense to make that much of a dent. Um, I'm hopeful that this team can do just enough because they do finish the season in Atlanta. So I'm all here for seven and nine Tampa playing seven and nine Atlanta for the division title. Yes, please. But so, are you saying that whoever wins this division isn't a contender? No, I, I no, I'm double pretenders. <laughs> double pretenders. Double pretenders. <laughs> That's how bad this division is. The person who wins it will not be a contender. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. It's. I. I just. It will be. Okay, great. You you have a playoff spot. That's awesome. You're like the Minnesota Twins. Great. You got a playoff spot. You're not going to do anything with it. Oh, no. The Twins. Oh, the ultimate insult. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think you're, you're not wrong, though. I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> twins. <laughs> uh, uh, I am also uh, saying pretender with the Bucks. I agree with Irby. I think the, I think this division is nothing but pretenders. We're about to get into another one uh, right now, Smith. Let's talk about those Saints, contender or pretender. I mean, do do I even need to? Do I even need to? They're worse. Really. <laughs> they're worse than the other two, which I was split on, and you both called pretenders. And also, Andy Dalton. That's that's all I have to say about this. <laughs> Andy Dalton is like instant pretender, instant. Kind of like, kind of like with um, with Carson Wentz. You know, you to pick, you, you pick that one quarterback and you're immediately a pretender. I like. Whoa, that. whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not. Uh, uh-uh. I'm no. not being that mean to Andy Dalton. No, I'm not <laughs> bucketing Andy Dalton with Carson Wentz. I mean, Too I'm far, Bo. I will. I got no problems being that mean. I Too no, far. No. <laughs> All right, Irby, how about you? Where are you at with the Saints? Oh, super pretender. Yeah, absolutely. Even your offense, your, everything, pretender, pretender. And, and the only the only thing that you will hold on to when the season's said and done in New Orleans is that hopefully the record's good enough that you can continue the rebuild. Um, you shut out the Raiders, which normally you feel good about shutting a team out, but shutting out the Raiders just not doing it this year. So, yeah, pretenders. Okay, there's only one NFC West team on this list i'm sure you everyone can guess who this is going to be uh the arizona cardinals samantha contender or pretender uh pretender that probably makes the playoffs because the nfc is so bad um but yeah i i can't with these guys like that they didn't even do their usual thing where they perform really well for the first half of the season and then come apart like, do we really think it's going to flip-flop? No. Like, they do just enough to stay in the conversation, but I've been extremely underwhelmed by them. I'm underwhelmed by Kyler Murray. I'm very underwhelmed by the Cardinals defense. I think they're going to win some games. They may very well sneak into the playoffs, but I fully believe them to be a pretender. Irby, where are you at with the Cardinals? Uh, yes, definitely, definitely pretender here. Zero uh, and three in the division. The season hangs in the balance this week as they play the Rams. If they can't find a way to win this game, the Cardinals will finish dead last in the NFC West. Pretenders well, and McVay owns Kingsbury. Keep that in it's mind. True. Even though the Rams it's... are a mess right now, McVay absolutely owns Kingsbury, just like Shanahan owns McVay. 
a weird weird thing going on there in that division. Yeah, the game is in. Uh, the game is going to be weird too because the game is in LA. They've already played in Arizona, so the game, the Arizona LA game, is in LA, and I believe the most fan base that will be there will be the 49er fan. Oh, it's going to be like every game in LA where the visiting fans just take over. I mean, East Coast visiting fans take over, so I am sure the Cardinals people can get themselves there. It's not that far of a drive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am also uh, going to uh, call them pretenders. Uh, I do not see a contender in Arizona this year. So uh, even in the, even as bad as the NFC is, I'm not even sure they can squeak into the playoffs. Okay. I don't know. We will find out. All right, that's going to wrap that up. One more to go before we get out of oh, here. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, so here's a question. Uh-huh. Cardinals or football team? Oh, I take football team. For the last spot? Yeah. In the postseason? Yeah. Football I take, team? I take football team. I think I might, too. <laughs> I mean, just like, can't you just see Taylor Heineke willing it to happen? Like, Kyler Murray never willed anything to happen. So. Yeah. No, I, can, I can see that. Irby? Cardinals or football team? I will. It's. Hold on. Wait. Neither. Because it's. They're not going to make it. You get that far. I don't think either is even getting. Because it's. We're still at seven playoff teams, correct? Right. So yeah. So your seventh team right now is the 49ers. Oh, right. They're so yeah, Cowboys, Giants, 49ers. You're right. So okay. So probably to get. Yeah. But, but between that conversation, I, I I have football team. I think football team can make a conversation if 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 the 49ers can't figure it out and they they feel the need that the seventh seed is where they want to be yet again. It's I think it's football team that really challenges them over Atlanta, over L.A., over New Orleans, over Arizona, over Green Bay. I just wanted to say Green Bay in there. <laughs> Green Bay is not part of this conversation. Green but the Giants, no, the Giants are winning 11 games. They're they're in. They're in. Easy. Okay, so you're doing, because I had, okay, so the Giants, like, I mean, I think we all feel pretty confident that Dallas is in. So, okay, so that was I've got right. three, so three in the East. Yeah. One spot then, which... I would be shocked if it didn't go to San Francisco. So, yeah, I guess we can't do that. That's too bad, though. That would have been an interesting conversation, even though apparently it wasn't because we were all just like, oh, football team. No, but it's... it's but it, I it, thought it, it was going to be hard, but it's not. Uh, and, and it should have been. That's what's crazy is that yeah. should have been a conversation this year. And and football team is better in that situation than all those teams listed. I, I, I just... Arizona, look, the, the, the infighting, the Call of Duty play, whatever it wants to be, they're... they're not even close to firing on Pistons. I don't. We, we all know it's wrong. It's just a matter of who's going to lose their job. And Kyler just signed a long-term contract, so take that as you will. <laughs> it really should be should be Steve Kine, but you know we just saw this with the Colts. He's not going to be Steve Kine unless they just fire everybody. But I don't know if Kingsbury is going to fix your problems firing Kingsbury. No, no, thanks, we don't. Okay, uh, so. Samantha, we're going to bring back Let's Remember Some Trades one more time. <clears throat> we'll call it the encore, you know, because that's been a, such a fun segment throughout the baseball season. Now, everyone out there, don't worry. We've got some really fun stuff coming up that's also going to be interactive for the NFL season. But because Let's Remember Some Trades was so a lot of fun over the over these last few months, uh, we're going to do one more week. So one more trade, Samantha. What do you have for us? 
Yeah, last one, guys. So, and you know, we you never know. Um, you may see. Let's remember some trades again sometime in the future. Uh, but it is we are closing up shop for now uh, with the end of the baseball season, moving on to some other really cool stuff. So, last trade uh, for let's remember some trades for 2022. Uh, and this is a, a relatively recent one. I wanted to to give all you guys at home one that. Um, a little bit easier for playing along to close it out. So we're going to the trade deadline in 2017 here. And one of the teams involved is the Los Angeles Dodgers. What was the year again? 2017. 2017 Dodgers. Okay, so obviously the Dodgers are buyers. Yes. Okay, two teams? Two teams. Two teams. The Dodgers bought a lot of stuff this year. You guys are going to have to sort out which one it is so that they could go and get cheated out of a World Series. Um, uh, I, I was going to ask that. Considering that this is the 2017 Dodgers, am I allowed to go ahead and look, look this up and cheat, and then we just reveal it like four years from now? <laughs> yes. That, yes. That okay? You can cheat on it. However, we will not be commenting on this until, uh, let's say, 2025. Is when we will yeah. comment on this, and Kirby okay. will lose the first round draft pick. Yeah, no other actions will be taken against yeah. him. He will not be taken. Yeah, because you can't even interview me about it. Yeah, Irby. Uh, well, well, this will be this will be a provisional win until we figure out how you cheated, and then we take it away from you. It's it's me against the world. Um, okay, we so, will allow fans to throw inflatable trash cans. At that that is, <laughs> we will allow that. Can we do hold that on? Can they also throw beer cans? Can you also throw beer cans? Yes, but more more importantly, Samantha, can we also throw inflatable trash cans at it? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Then I'm Absolutely. Definitely, I'm definitely yeah, we're we're gonna this. do this a little better than MLB did and allow for some like vigilante justice from the the wronged parties, um, rather than just leaving it to the fans. So, yes, I'm a, I'm a, we will allow direct interaction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and let you play the Joe Kelly role in this. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you go ahead and do that. Um, I'll, I'll do something else. Okay. But that's, oh, that's great. That's so, I, well, then, <laughs> let me do um, – hold on. I'm, I'm being buzzed real quick. Um, the 2017 Dodgers, would this happen to be the U Darvish trade? Very good. Actually, I should have I should have dragged that out longer. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, everyone at home. I should not have confirmed that so quickly. Um, since he basically just guessed without any further information. Well, it's, um, I'm sorry. There were so many of them. That's why I was like, I'm gonna take a stab at one, and if I'm wrong, it's like okay, then we because there's like four or five, isn't there? Yeah, like, I they were busy. Four. That year, um, they were very, very busy. This might have been the biggest one, and I, I mostly picked it because my two co-hosts here are Rangers guys. We are all Rangers supporters here, so I thought that would be a good way to go out. We have not had the opportunity to do that many Rangers trades this year. We've had quite a few Deans trades. So we're going Rangers on the way out. I'm sorry. It's one where you guys were selling. Um, hate to do that. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's all right. <laughs> but no, so let's see. This actually fuels Irby's uh, whole like he should be allowed to cheat on this one, even though he doesn't have to. Uh, but he should be because you Darvish was one of those players that had to pitch in Houston that had to deal with the trash cans and got absolutely lit up. 
Mm-hmm. So you know, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of different reasons for Irby to uh, to be able to cheat on this one, even though I don't think he has to. <laughs> really don't. I well, honestly, I I'm trying to remember. So this is where I probably would have had to have cheated for the other because they the Dodgers also the the other trades they had didn't then they so they got Curtis Granderson in there and it was like a it was all relief pitchers for the other ones, weren't they? I don't even remember Curtis Granderson because honestly, I thought he was retired by then. Like, talk about a guy who never played well, out. I, I'm was... amazed that he was still around in 2017. That is shocking to me. But yeah, all the ones I can think of, and I can think of three that are relievers. Um, it was mostly bullpen help. So this was definitely well. There's there's one. Hey, if if, you, if you're good for the good, the fun tangent, because and I only know this because I love looking these things up and I'm a dork like that. But um, so one of the trades was Tony Watson. Relief pitcher for the Pirates. Do you know who went to Pittsburgh in that trade? Okay, let me think. Um, Ooh, those playing at home, feel free to do the same. Okay, let me think because okay, I'm not gonna know it just because I know who was traded for Tony Watson. But like, if I were making an intelligent guess based on the Pirates' current roster, it has to be O'Neill Cruz. And that is correct. Wow. O'Neill Cruz could have been a Dodger. Poor O'Neill well, Cruz. He was a Dodger. <laughs> what a terrible. That's so terrible, that poor guy. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Like, can you imagine? And, and honestly, it's the only reason I remember this is because I remember him as a prospect. And that's just one of those, like, can you? He was, he was far enough. He wasn't that close to making a major league roster yet. But this was a guy that we all knew if he filled in, although he. Really hasn't filled into his Where was yet. he? That? He would have been what? Double A at that point. I don't even think he was that high. Oh, was he in high A? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this is this is he was just um, a six foot seven guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like because he would have still been because he was a, he was a teenager when they got him. Mm. So he's probably because he's what 23, 24 right now. So this is still eighteen, nineteen. Like he he was a baby. It was, it, and that's what's crazy is that at that time, what the Dodgers, the Dodgers weren't, this was not a bad trade for them because it's like, well, we're trading an 18, 19 year old A ball kid. Right. Who was not considered a can't miss prospect at all. Correct. Yeah. So, he was a, t- he was a yeah, good prospect, but this wasn't like you were, I mean, not no, sure. no. But that's kind of <laughs> well, that's, what's beautiful is that we can use hindsight and be like, Wow, why'd you do that? Because <laughs> we needed Tony Watson to win a World Series. That's why we did that. But then he was in and we didn't get a World Series. Uh, but yeah, you imagine O'Neill Cruz, a Dodgers uniform. A really big Dodgers uniform. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> so, all right, tangent over, tangent over. Go ahead. Okay, that was a, that was a good tangent, though. Good job, Irby. Good, good spontaneous trade. Um... Spontaneous adjunct <laughs> trade. Yeah. Um, Since so. I did Darvish too quick, we gave everybody two. There you go. Yeah, so <laughs> that's right. Bonus trade. Also, this makes me happy because it's the first time I've ever been able to be on the guessing end of this, and I got it right, so I'm pleased. Um, don't ask me anymore. I want to maintain my 100%. <laughs> one for one. <laughs> I'm one for one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm like those wide receivers that throw one touchdown pass in their entire career. Like, who is it? Oh, it's Danny. No, 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 no. Dan, no, You're- Danny, I'm 
Amendola has a perfect passer rating because he threw two passes and they were both touchdowns. No, no, you're going the wrong direction. You're fat guy touchdown catch. Yeah. You got one catch in your entire career and it was for a two-yard touchdown. Okay, we can do that. Here. <laughs> I, I I feel like it's easier to buy me as a wide receiver who throws a touchdown pass than as a tackle eligible. <laughs> yes, yes, but you love the fat guy touchdown. So I let's do love the fat guy touchdown. That's true. So okay, I'll be the tackle eligible then. One for one. <laughs> Corner fade, <laughs> wide open. Just a point of clarification: there are people out there that aren't fans of Fat Boy touchdowns, are there? Oh, yeah, they're not, tight ends. You know, there's some guy out there who cries <laughs> about that. This is a gadget play. I hate it. Like, well, probably, probably I some, hate you. Probably, <laughs> probably some schmuck that's mad because he lost to his fantasy matchup by two points. Yeah, right. Because because his tight end needed. Points. There you go. Yeah. Well, that is what well, it's also blocky tight ends who are literally like, this is the one time, guys. Come on. Let me do it. Like, <laughs> All I do is block. Let me catch the one path. Yeah. I literally just finished reading a book about tight ends. Um, guys, book recommendation. Buy Ty Dunn's uh, The Blood and Guts, um, which is basically the history of the tight end position. Cannot recommend it enough. So good. Um, everybody, buy a copy read it but like that that definitely comes up in there that the like identity crisis of the blocking tight end in modern football <laughs> like why do i have to be that guy uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right on our third tangent let's return to our trade um <laughs> now that we've veered off into an entirely different sport um okay so you darvish went to the dodgers didn't turn out that well for him or for anyone else who was playing legitimate baseball at the end of that season. Um, so who came back? What what uh, what came back to the Texas Rangers here in exchange for Lee Darvis? Um, I'm going to guess, Irby, that you know who all of them are. Um, Bo, you might know who all of them are. I never know with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I legitimately have no idea if he's going to tell me he has no clue who any of the people in the return are or if he's just going to rattle off all three. Um, Impossible to predict. I, I, um, I, I know the headliner. I know you know who one of them is. <laughs> yeah, I know the headliner. I yeah. Irby, the, the, I remember, if I remember correctly, it was, what, three players? It was all players? Yeah, that that's is correct. correct. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. There were three uh, players. Yeah. But I, you know who the headliner is. I know the Hold off on that for now. Let's give people a minute to think on that. Sure. Um, so you know who the headliner is. Okay. There are, in fact, two other players. While Bo's thinking on that, you know what's the funny thing about this is like the days leading up to this when it was like, this was a weird trade because it was like a done deal. Like there was no really other trade. We all knew the Rangers were going to trade Darvish to the Dodgers. It was just a matter right. of time. Right, when nobody knew what the return was. That's what yeah. I forgot about and that. And for the <laughs> longest time, all throughout the DFW area here, it was, we're going to get Walker Bueller. No, we're not. No. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Yeah, like, was like, We're gonna get I'm on board with getting Walker Bueller, but there's no way the Dodgers are that dumb. Okay, I can't believe anyone was stupid enough to think they were getting Walker Bueller. Oh, it was that it was hilarious. Like, like it was thing. day it was days of it of like no, it's gonna be Walker okay. Bueller. Okay, yeah, fans are dumb. Fans are dumb. Um. Yeah. Uh. Okay, so guys, all right. 
Pelham who the headliner is in this one. The headliner was one, a Willie June Calhoun. Got it. Uh, that was the headliner. Who is he back with the Dodgers? We'll get to that, I'm sure. Uh, afterwards, I think he actually get me back to the the Dodgers at this point. Uh, uh no, no, um, but no, we'll come back. no, we will come back to that. No, well, technically he's a free agent now, but um, that's not where he went. Um, Irby, Irby, you want you want to tell us where he went? I'll go. I'll go over all the details, but I think you know where he went. So when he got the what well, after Texas? Yeah, he got DFA'd and then traded to yes. He got traded to the Giants. Yeah, he sure did for Steven Duggar. Um, and then he got DFA'd again. Um, well, we'll come back to this. We'll um, we will go this. And so did Steven Duggar. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a watch. Okay. Willie, Willie June Calhoun really hasn't had much success all around. Yeah, yeah. That, that, the headliner. Did you know, that. it's, it's the anyway. ultimate no-win trade. Nobody won that trade. Everybody loses. Houston won that trade. Um, right. O'Neill Cruz lost this trade, too. O'Neill, O'Neill Cruz <laughs> lost this trade. <laughs> this might not be involved in this. This trade was won by the Houston Astros and lost by O'Neill Cruz, despite the fact yeah. that neither was directly involved. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, other two guys. Um, Irby, do you know who both of them are? Yes, I do. Uh, Bo, do you know who both of them are? Uh, I do not. Okay. All right. So one of them is a pitcher. One of them is a uh, utility outfield infield unclear. Uh, <laughs> hard to say <laughs> at this point. Um, future gold glove winner. Is that what you're saying? No, utility gold. Future fake gold glove winner. Yes. Um, fraudulent <laughs> gold glove. Legitimate fraudulent. Is that what we're calling hyphenate, hyphenated legit fraud? Gold yes. gloves that we're calling that. We'll have to work on that. Let's let's workshop that. Um, <laughs> yes. So okay, we do have one gentleman um, who theoretically is eligible for the fraudulent gold glove um, as a utility player, uh, and the other gentleman is a right-handed pitcher. He's also still with the Texas Rangers, Bo. If that helps you at all, um, he's still <laughs> on the Rangers. The, the yeah, other we'll one, for how long? The fraudulent. Um, utility player is not. Uh, the other one is technically on the Rangers, but yeah, I don't know that that's going to be. Um, and he has picked in the big though oh. each of the last two years. Yeah, he was called up in 21 and 42. So, um, however, I don't know that he is part of the long-term plan. Um, oh, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not been great. Uh, <laughs> Not great. Uh, uh. <laughs> all right. Uh, Bo, do you, do you care to take a shot at either one of these? Um, or or do mean, you want a hint? Or should we let her be? She wants to give you a weird hint. I mean, the only one I can think of in terms of like the super utility infielder is IKF, but I don't think that's where we got him. We're, no, no, not as good as IKF. Oh, um, okay, okay. <laughs> not that IKF is good, but... IKF was a draft pick. Yeah, he was oh. he was originally a ranger, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Originally a catcher. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Okay. Uh, then no, I've got I've got nothing on this one. I'm drawing blanks. Okay. Okay. Um. All right, Irvy. Well, okay. We'll start with that guy then. Um. Since we're just talking about it. Um. Who is the super utility player? 
<laughs> um, and, and the only reason I know this is because I know this trade so intimately, and it's it's it is fresh, rather fresh. Give me another five years, and I'll completely forget this gentleman. Guys, he's <laughs> really guys don't yeah. know. He's he's actually yeah, really good at this game. <laughs> he yeah. gets almost all of them, so don't let his false modesty fool you. Um, he's so good, but. <laughs> That would be uh, one Brendan Davis. Yep. Very good. Very good. No clue where he is. I don't. He's not a ranger anymore. Wow. He's um, not. Um, but we will, yeah. we will get into that. Um, and then who is the right-handed pitcher who is still, as of right now, a part of the Rangers organization? You taking a stab, Bo, or you want, or am I? I got, I'm throwing it out. Man, I got nothing. I, I, I didn't even know uh, this Davis kid existed. So, <laughs> um, yeah, nothing. the 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 pitcher who, um, yeah, I better I better have a heck of an off season turning around, or or one AJ Alexi. Mm-hmm. Oh. Very good. Oh, good job. Yeah, Ricky. yeah, he better not be a big part of the future of this team. If he is, then we're just stuck with the Astros for another ten years. Ouch. Yeah, so this was not a great trade for anyone. Um, no one won. Including um, O'Neill Cruz. <laughs> including O'Neill Cruz, who was not actually involved in this trade. He's collateral <laughs> no damage. One won. No one enjoyed this. Collateral damage includes O'Neill Cruz, all of us who had to watch that World Series, uh, <laughs> and IKF, apparently, um, who's unfairly slandered as a piece of this trade. Uh, so, okay. Um, so, you, Darvish, as you know, um, was posted originally um, from the NPB. Uh, he was originally with the Hokkaido and Nippon Ham Fighters from 2005 to 2011. Uh, he was posted by Texas. He was there from 2012 to 2017, although he did not pitch in 2015. Uh, traded to the Dodgers in 2017. 2018, he goes to the Cubs. He's there until 2020 when he is traded to the San Diego Padres where he has pitched from 2021 until now. Still around, still active, of course. Um, critical member of the Padres rotation. Willie Calhoun, drafted by the Dodgers in 2015, uh, making the major league debut in 2017 for Texas, was there until 2022, uh, then goes to San Francisco um, in 2022. He was actually DFA'd by the Rangers cleared and then traded to San Francisco back in June uh, for Steven Duggar, as we mentioned earlier. He was then DFA'd again in September, and he is currently a free agent looking for work. AJ Alexi, uh, 11th round pick in 2016 with the Dodgers. He was traded to Texas. He made his debut in 2021, also made appearances in 2022. And as we told you, much to the chagrin of my, my Rangers fans here, he is still a member of the organization. Uh, so we're hoping for the uh, the organization decided to make a change moment for AJ Alexi. Uh, I, need to add, I need to add that to my little, my little soundboard here. Uh, yeah, yes, we do. That's, we need that's, that. That's um, a key part of, uh, of that movie, that uh, of Bull Durham, that needs to be on our soundboard. Uh, but go uh, ahead. Um, and... Uh, super, super utility, future gold glove winner in a fraudulent gold glove category. Uh, Brendan Davis, <laughs> drafted by the Dodgers in 2015. Uh, in the fifth round of the draft, uh, traded to Texas here. He was with Texas from 2017 to 2020. He was never in the majors. Um, that's all in the minors. Um, 
on December 20th, uh, he was selected away from the Rangers by the Los Angeles Angels of Baja Anaheim, California, of California, of Anaheim, of Baja, uh, in the World Five Draft. Don't forget Tijuana. Yeah, don't forget Tijuana. Tijuana, Loria, San Diego. <laughs> I don't know. We're just expanding out. We're gonna we're gonna be in Arizona soon, guys. Um, possibly also into the Pacific Ocean. It just keeps growing. Uh, <laughs> but yes! anyway, picked up by the Angels in the Rule Five Draft. Um, was in the minors there uh, until May. Uh, he was then DFA'd and claimed on waivers by Detroit, uh, where he finally finally made his major league debut in 2022, which went about as well as you would expect for anyone making their debut for the Tigers in 2022. So there you have it. <laughs> that is our trade, which no one won. Um, close out the season. We are celebrating futility, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I don't know what that says about my feelings going into the offseason. You just listen to an episode of RTC2 this morning um, where Theo Epstein is attempting to sell me the rule changes. And I will tell you that nobody can sell that stuff better um, than the OF team, but I'm still not on board with the pitch clock. Um, <laughs> and I foresee problems with the uh, shift banning rule. But um, exercise in futility um, brings it back to this trade, which was also an exercise in futility. So there you have it. The baseball season goes out with a whimper, uh, which feels appropriate considering yeah. the trash cans won the World Series. Well, again, provisional championship. You know, well, yeah, we, we all know this one. Yeah. We have to figure out what happened. <laughs> yeah, until, but, until it's confirmed that it was on the up and up, it is a provisional championship. Agree. <laughs> I don't think they should be allowed to keep that trophy. I think it was fine for them to take it and have their parade, and then I think they should have to give it back until we've all done our research. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean yes. Let's be honest, you know, Rob Manfred finally got his wish. He was able to turn the World Series trophy into a hunk of metal when he handed it to the Astros. By <laughs> devaluing World Series trophy. <laughs> he fulfilled his own prophecy. It was a fair point. Um, <laughs> great job, Rob. We're all so happy with your work. Um, <laughs> yikes. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Yikes indeed. All right. Well... Fun trade. That's a nice one to cap it off with. Uh, we, we will have some new, fresh content for you next week. Some NFL-related interactive segments for you. Um, for now, though, we're out of here. Until next week. Watch some, I don't know, football? College? I think college basketball is back. You can watch some of that, too. Uh, whatever, whatever gets you through... Give that a look, and, and you know, wh- while you're listening to uh, some Lollygagging Sports, how about you give us a like, a subscription, or a review. Until then, have a great week. If there's something we